0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, and have some lunch on ESPN 98, one FM and 850
1: AM WRUF. We've made it to Friday. Welcome into a Friday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. Jose is going to start producing The broadcast today for us, we appreciate his work, appreciate you making us part of your day to join us and talk sports. I'm going to tell you something right off the top, okay? Almost every day when I do this, I have a guest or several lined up, and there must be something in the water today, because just no matter how... (laughs) who I contacted, uh, it just didn't work out. But let me tell you uh, right off the bat here about an honor that a former Gator coach is getting this weekend. His name is Andy Lopez. Lopes, of course, coached the Gators, coached Arizona. He is a two-time national champion. He is going into the... uh, college hall of fame the national college baseball hall of fame uh this weekend in fact as we speak uh he's going to start doing media out there but he wanted me to pass along he said please tell the city of gainesville i said hello and thank you for a great time in my career so i wanted to make sure uh andy lopez was heard today and congratulations to him um Just an incredible uh, time. He, of course, coached at Pepperdine, coached at Arizona, coached at Florida, and he was a great coach. Three-time national coach of the year. 17 of his 26 teams went to the postseason. College World Series five times. That's why, that's the resume. That's why he belongs. Also, two guys that are in the news recently, I want to get your thoughts on where they are historically. ESPN just did a thing, and they talked about, um, they had their, their guest on, their analyst on, and they had the top five NFL quarterbacks of all time. Let me ask you a question. Tom Brady is now retired. This particular analyst had Patrick Mahomes at number two. Who would be your top five? And would any current quarterback be in it? Because sometimes, think about it. Patrick Mahomes hasn't played that many years. And already, He's number 2. LeBron James needs 63 points to pass Kareem for most points all time. He too is a polarizing figure. Where do you rank him, LeBron, in on an all-time list? Where does he rank? could you put Kareem Michael Jordan ahead of him would you put Kobe ahead of him again I think he gets a little bit of the short shake get your thoughts on that Gator baseball will scrimmage this weekend I'll give you the times for that Uh, Gator softball starts next weekend Gator baseball starts two weeks from today Florida softball always starts at the USF tournament. And then again, we have congratulations to women's basketball last night beating Texas A&M. We'll see if the Gator men can beat Kentucky at Rupp. And again, I, you know, it's funny. Things changed with one win. A lot of people gave Florida no shot to beat Tennessee. And then when they beat Tennessee, they can beat anybody. But tell me, do you think Florida's going to win the game or not? I just want to take an informal poll. Does Florida win? Does Florida lose? Anything else you want to bring up today? Please do. It's just one of those sports that. Oh, congratulations are in order. Uh, Trey Dean is the most valuable player in the East West Shrine game. And the Senior Bowl is this weekend. And uh, you can see o- Osiris Torrance and Richard Garage on the offensive line in that. So let's take calls. three nine two eight two five five. You can email srussell at com. This is an SOS today. We're in this little lull period here. Next week, has some really good guests lined up, including a conversation with Gator softball coach Tim Walton. Uh, hopefully a talk with Darren O'Day, who just announced his retirement. And if everything goes right, Batesy is going to be in studio. James Bates will be here. He has a show that Portraits, which I think is great. Uh, he'll tell you about that, hopefully, when he's here this week. Or next week. But we got to get through te- get through. Today. Tampa Mike says, halfway through the conference, six and three, only lost to two teams by a combined eight points. Second half schedule might be slightly tougher. Five of nine on the road. Golden's influence is noticeable. Players enjoy playing for him based on comments and appears to have their commitment. What grade would you give him thus far? I'd say a B plus. I would too. That's exactly what I'd give him. I'd give him a B. Plus. And, and I think Where his influence is there, I love that coaches can adapt. What happened early in the year? Florida really attacked the glass to get rebounds. And when it didn't work, they were beaten down the court big time. Well, they changed that. They're much better at that now. That's good coaching, that's understanding. Your players. That's a good thing. And, you know, a lot of credit for that. Interesting development also with uh, CBS sports columnist Dennis Dodd was with us yesterday. And he talked about the possibility of Oklahoma and Texas leaving early for the SEC. Well, apparently... That's not going to happen now. Um, ESPN, among others, reporting that the negotiations to leave early have stalled and a deal is not expected to be made. Now, understand this. This is not something that started yesterday. This has been going on for a long time. So it looks, unless something happens... This won't happen where Texas and Oklahoma come to the SEC until 2025. Part of this is over what Fox would lose in the package they had with the league. I guess they couldn't find a way to make that happen. So it looks like it's going to be an oddity where Oklahoma and Texas will now play in a 14-team Big 12 this year and next. Now, could that change? It could. But from all I'm reading and all I'm hearing, that is not going to happen. So we wait. And look, it isn't like this has changed. Remember... This is when they were supposed to join. I think just a lot of parties wanted to see that happen sooner. All right, let's get a call. We'll start with Mike. Mike, hello. Hey, Steve, how are you doing? All right.
2: i want to sort of delve into college basketball for a second. What are these following schools all have in common right now? Duke, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Kentucky, and Michigan State.
1: They're having subpar seasons.
2: Yeah, they're all not ranked in the top 25. Yeah. Who's ranked number 20 right now? If I I believe the number 20.
1: I have no idea.
2: I would believe that would be FAU. So that loss does not look so bad at all, does it? Of course not. No. Not at all. And on your topics, I guess about the greatest, uh, you know, football, uh, you know, quarterbacks and basketball players. I think in basketball I think Jordan is number 1. I think Kareem is number two. I think Bill Russell is three. I would put probably Oscar Robertson four, and then maybe LeBron. I mean, Oscar Robertson is probably the most forgotten incredible basketball player. He averaged, you know, he was the first one to average a triple double when that was not in vogue, like Russell Westbrook does.
1: Agreed. He 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 would probably be my most underrated superstar. And he didn't play. I mean, he won a championship, but, you know, a lot of the teams he played for, you know, with the Royals early in his career, you know, weren't very good. Of course, with the Bucks, he won with Kareem. But so that adds to it, too. And for the top five quarterbacks of all time in no particular order, you know, Brady,
2: Montana, you know, Peyton Manning. I would put Drew Brees in there. Drew Brees gets really underrated. And my fifth guy, again, a guy gets underrated probably because he played back in the in a day when it wasn't in vogue to throw the ball, is Terry
3: Bradshaw?
1: Okay, Mike, I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Coming up, where does Florida sit now in Joe Lenardi's bracketology? I will tell you. Twelve fourteen. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, ninety eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WRF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF.
4: Good afternoon. I'm Lauren Halpern. The Florida men's basketball team will take on the Kentucky Wildcats tomorrow in Lexington. Tip-off is set for 8.30. Find coverage right here at 8. The number two-ranked Florida Gators gymnastics team will head to Arkansas to take on the Razorbacks tonight. The meet is scheduled for 7.45. High school basketball continues tonight. Girls' district championship matchups will be between Hawthorne and Newberry, Trinity Catholic and P.K. Young, and Gainesville and Childs. The boys' regular season matchups will conclude this week, with district championships beginning next week. That's your Gainesville
1: Sports Center. I'm Lauren Halpern.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 a.m. W R U F.
1: If you're looking for the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, look no further than Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. Steve Russell here. I've been a customer of Southeast Car Agency for a long time. All the vehicles I've purchased have been great. They'll do the same for you. Go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles they have in stock. You can go see him in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. The Cousins families run this business for 40-plus successful years. That's Southeast Car Agency. Are
5: you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miappa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville Staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations. Or drive-through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning and coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night. Join us at Odyssey
6: as we all do our one thing together, millions of things for our planet. Give your sweetheart an experience rather than a gift, like a night out for dinner or a couple's massage. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing?
7: Calling Gator Nation invited to be part of Gator History on Friday, February 10th for the official dedication of Steve Spurrier Way at Celebration Point Promenade in front of Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Lots of dignitaries and press will be on hand to witness this historic event. And it's open to all who bleed orange and blue. It's the grand unveiling of Steve Spurrier Way. It's all happening Friday, February 10th from 530 to
8: 615 at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill in
7: Celebration Point.
8: I recently asked my phone to answer the question, what is a Christian? Here's what she said.
4: A Christian is someone who believes in God, has conservative moral values, and goes to church on Sundays.
8: While there's some truth to her answer, she misses it badly. First, going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than being in a garage makes you a car. And while it's true Christians believe in God, they also recognize they can know God through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Salvation is a gift, and Christians have faith and the trust to know Him as their Lord and Savior for life. So, are you a Christian? If you are, follow Jesus faithfully. And if not, may you put your trust in Him today. I promise you'll never regret it. You'll be thankful for eternity. This is Brian Wright, speaking right from my heart.
3: For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org.
0: Coming in March, the NCAA tournament and the Final Four. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app.
1: Here's how the NFL is changing. ESPN's flashing a number here. Jalen Hurts led all quarterbacks with 99 designed runs in the regular season. He scored 12 of his 13 rush touchdowns on those calls. So the college game is trickling into the NFL game, and that was going to happen. I mean, look, if that's the quarterbacks you have in college, then that's the quarterbacks you have to choose from in a draft, right? That's what some of the skill set is of a Hertz, of a Stroud, of guys guys like that. You're going to be seeing more of this. The only thing that will stop it is going to be, injury. And Jalen Hurts got hurt. Patrick Mahomes got hurt. So, but it's going to be fascinating to see where that goes. Patrick's top five in basketball, Magic, Kareem, Wilt, Bird, and Jordan fifth in football. Marino, Manning, Montana, Brady, and Fouts. Dan Orlovsky was the one who had uh, Patrick Mahomes at number two William says LeBron's the fourth best player of all time. Jordan, Kareem, Shaq are my one, two, and three. You split hairs at this level, but the absolute collapse of LeBron in the 2011 finals is something I can't forget. He says Florida will lose at Rupp. Does anybody think Florida will win at Rupp? Tell me why you think so. Mark says with Gator football recruiting, you often see recruits posting on social media the following where they've been offered a scholarship when they're visiting Gainesville, when they're attending football games, picks with the football staff, picks attending football games. Why don't you see any of that in UF basketball recruiting? Um, To be perfectly blunt, Mark, I've never thought about it, Um, but I don't have an answer for you. Maybe there isn't as much uh, caring about that from a recruiting standpoint. Speaking of that, um, Florida does get a recruit. He is an Australian Aussie. Alex Condon is his name. Um, So, for those of you who want to know about recruiting, he's 6'10", 6'11", and he's been sort of under the radar a little bit, but uh, he will join Florida. And I'm going to tell you, they're going to go. They already have a power forward signed. Um, I'd be shocked if they don't go in the portal again to fill some holes. I, I would be really shocked. Um, one more from Tampa. Mike, he says, I don't think Florida will beat Kentucky, but it'll play them tough. Kentucky playing good right now. Maybe one of the best in the conference. It'll be tougher test than Tennessee. They have more offense, talent in Tennessee, and similar to Tennessee in defense. If they get this one, look out. Well, speaking of that, it rolls right into Joe Lenardi. His first four out, Texas A&M, Florida, Oklahoma, and Charleston. With the next four out, Wisconsin, Seton Hall, Penn State, and Arizona State. Last four in, Kentucky, West Virginia, Nevada, Oklahoma State. So look at that right there with this matchup. I mean, for everything that it is, Florida, Kentucky, SEC, etc. Kentucky is last four in, Florida is first four out. Important. Not the end of the world either way, but important right now. Last four buys, by the way, according to Lonardi. Northwestern, New Mexico, Arkansas, and Memphis. And you can just you can go look at it. He updated this, I think, uh, yesterday. Am I right? Let me see. Today it's updated, so it was actually That, that is the latest. It's today. Okay, so that's where Florida sits. Interesting where he has Kentucky as an 11. Elsewhere in the SEC, Missouri as a 7. Auburn as an 8, and they were a 3 not too long ago. Tennessee still a 2, interestingly. Florida Atlantic, Dusty May's team, a 10. Arkansas and the 11. And I think that's, Oh, Alabama is a one seat. And Florida has to go to Alabama next week. So a lot of SEC teams, and Florida is right there. That that win over Tennessee really helped them. All right. It's gonna be a long day today. I may have to get sick <coughs> Second hour, I gotta sort through. 3928255, you can email S Russell at wruf.com. Let's see here. I have a couple of more. Stewart says he 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 says he can't call in. He listens a lot. Um, he says, uh, Napier and Golden, great fits so far for UF. Both need time to develop their respective programs. Absolutely all in. Can't wait for Gator Baseball. Uh, you and Jeff are great together. Chip Carey interview great. Love his grandfather. Met him a few times. Thanks for all you do. Well, Stewart, thanks to you for... Uh, emailing and calling. Mike said about the game the other night, great defensive effort for all 40 minutes. Glad to see they picked up the tempo of the offense in the second half versus Tennessee to score 40. I don't think they changed the tempo of the offense at all. They made more shots. See, it's funny. When you make shots, all of a sudden tempo goes up and whatever. It's all about making shots. I don't care if you run at full speed or walk the ball up the floor. It's about making shots. And Florida had not done that much. And they were a lot better this time around. Uh, By the way, this weekend, want to tell you, tomorrow we've got hoops coverage. A lot of it. Three games. Kansas, Iowa State at 1130. Purdue, Indiana, 345. Gator game at 8. Sunday, the women play Ole Miss- That'll be at 345. That is a road game for the Gator women after winning last night here at home. Uh, All right, let me get uh, an email here, and I I got some callers to take. That's good. Jose's doing that. We'll start with Mike. Mike, hello. Yes. um,
9: I was um, very intrigued by your uh, caller yesterday talking about reducing... Um, the shot clock to about twenty three or twenty four seconds mm-hmm. to increase uh, productivity mm-hmm. and I wanted to add to that to see what your thoughts were about uh, ten minute quarters for men 's basketball like the nBA does, including the shot clock, and how do you think it would impact uh, basketball
1: I th- college basketball i think there's i think there 's more of a chance for the for the clock the shot clock to be changed than there is to add or subtract minutes of a game. I think that the, the danger in that is, it's you know, if you add up, it's a little more wear and tear, you know, over the course of a season. I've not heard much concerning that. I have heard, though, about, you know, messing around with the shot clock.
9: The, um i was just thinking about not a 12 minute quarter but a 10 minute quarter which would equal oh okay you're talking about reducing it and I, I
1: misunderstood you i'm sorry uh Thank no you. i don't i don't see them reducing it uh
9: it it probably i i think was thinking from a um timeout standpoint and from a rest period standpoint uh it it may quicken the game in terms of an amount of time and giving your big timeout at the 10-minute mark and just having a five-minute timeout, and that may, uh, again, uh, give more excitement uh, to the game, especially in the last two minutes when uh, essentially in the pros in their quarters uh, you get the substitutions to rest your bigs or your scores or
1: um, et cetera.
9: So, anyway, it's just an idea. Okay. To hear your thoughts it.
1: All right. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate yours. Uh, David and D get right to you. 1228. Time check brought to you by Hayes Chiller, ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
7: This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
10: Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry.
11: Everybody's friendly. You know, you walk into some places and you can tell who's having a bad day, not here. It's like everybody's having a good day, every day. Expect the unexpected. I thought I had the worst dental problems that anyone could have, not so. Uh, once it, once we got into the procedures and, and he explained everything that was going to be done, my problems seemed few. If you have any type of hang-ups or fears, anxiety about going to the dentist, which most people probably do, I can assure you, especially from my experience, that they'll relax you enough to where you, you don't have those fears or anxieties. And that's been the greatest part of of being here, and that's why I continue to stay here.
10: This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at
5: exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well,
3: Everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. But since they opened their doors in 1971, they have been the community partner of Gainesville, Ocala, and North Central Florida. Meldon Law is there through all kinds of weather, with offices in Gainesville, Lake City, and Ocala. Meldon Law, we won't back down.
0: From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
4: Our main line of downpours has already pushed through, but on and off showers remain possible throughout the afternoon into the evening. Otherwise, cloudy skies, temperatures falling throughout the day, overnight becoming partly cloudy and cold, lows in the morning in the low 40s with wind chills in the upper 30s. A mixture of clouds and sun tomorrow afternoon, breezy, high temperatures chilly in the mid 60s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski.
5: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. C.J. McCollum. And other NBA players have came out and said they don't believe that refereeing in the league has
11: been good. It's been an ongoing issue. So they want refs to be fine if they make mistakes. And I could not disagree more. At the end of the day, if you're gonna find refs, it's gonna make
1: them more nervous down the stretch to, to make calls. Key,
11: Jay, and Max.
0: Weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, W-R-U-F. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
6: This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio
1: app. Jay Will... Stole my thunder. That was going to be my second hour topic, but we can start it now. Look, I'm tired of NBA players whining. They whine. They whine more than any sport. Okay. Oh, the officiating's bad. Let's go ahead and fine. Let's go ahead and fine officials. Stop. Stop. Okay. If if you want that, then play every night. Okay, if you the referees are there every night, play every night. I'm I'm tired of that, and I mean, if officials, and I don't know what the NBA does. I know what college people do. If you don't grade out a certain way, you lose your job. I don't know if it's the same way in the NBA, but they're gonna make mistakes. It's hard to officiate a basketball game. Should officials be fined? Let me know what you think, David. Hello.
3: Good afternoon, Steve. You know, you're uh talking about the uh, Gator basketball team. I'll, I'll be honest with you, the other night against Tennessee, I didn't give us a chance to win that game, uh, just based on what I've been seeing recently. Although they've been playing better, um, one of the things I'd like to see Florida get in the portal is a pure shooter. We do not have somebody that, I mean, I guess Will Richards is the closest thing to it, but uh, we do not have that guy that, you know, if you need a bucket, um, we can get it done. As far as Kentucky, Rupp Arena's even even when Florida had their best teams, Rupp Arena is very tough to win in. So I'm going to say no, we don't win that game.
1: Uh, On the um, uh, let me stop you. For, for, to your point about a shooter, I think Todd Golden would agree. But I would also say to you, who comes to mind? Who, who's the first guy you think of in college basketball who fits that bill? They're hard to come in by is college, my point. Yeah, they're hard to come yeah,
3: by. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Well, Steve, I think um, we've seen college players actually digress uh, in the last few years. They don't seem to be as good as they were before for whatever reason, Um I don't know what that might be, but you don't see the guys that uh, can just knock down a shot if they're open. And you see a lot of wide open shots that guys are clanking off the backboards. And I'm not just talking about Florida. I'm talking about watching college basketball. I mean, there's a lot of open. I I heard Rick Barnes talking about his team the other night. Um, It's amazing, Steve. And I'm sure you've noticed this too. When, when you don't play well, it's always because you didn't play well they a lot of times they don't give credit to the other team. Florida played good defense the other night they played excellent defense the other night, and Tennessee's well known for that as well so yeah. i mean i thought I thought it was just a really good um defensive battle. One last thing, Steve is uh on your top five quarterbacks yep you know you know a name that just does not get heard anymore. But the guy was one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and he played in an era where the rules were much different. The, the receivers were mugged. The, uh, the the beatings that these quarterbacks took back in his day, um, you know, wouldn't wouldn't go today. But that's Johnny Unitas. I mean, Johnny Unitas was one hell of a quarterback. He was. And I, w- I would definitely put Johnny Unitas in my top five. I would have Brady number one. Mahomes – Give me a break. No way he's in the top five until he plays a little longer and does a little more. All right. Have a good day, Steve. Thank
1: you, David. I appreciate your call. D, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. Uh, <clears throat> Gator basketball.
11: Um, as far as the re- recruit, Steve, I don't know too much about him, but, you know, you can't teach 6'11". I just know that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, obviously, uh, Castleton and Jatobo are moving on. They're graduating. So, I mean, he's got he's got to get – Probably two more bigs in here next year, and a power forward because he's uh, got to have depth in, in, in the front court. So uh, he's got a six nine guy coming and a six eleven guy. So probably going to need another six ten, six eleven. Probably two of them, uh, you know, coming up in the portal. So or high school wherever he gets them from. So like I said, I don't know too much about him, but like I say, six eleven is a good start.
1: It is <laughs> uh, now. You know, he, he could be wonderful or not play. I guess you have to trust you know, the, the coach and what he sees. But as I said earlier, and, and to your point, uh, Florida will hit the portal hard again. There is no question.
11: Right. Uh, as far as tomorrow, Steve, um, <laughs> you know, I don't care what Kentucky's record is, what kind of team they have. It's Rupp Arena, man. And it's uh it's going to be loud, Eight thirty 30 game. Um, we're probably going to have to score in the 70s tomorrow, Steve. I mean, that's just – that's just the way I see it. When I when I when I beating Kentucky, scoring fifty fifty five points on the road. So uh, then you gotta always count in the rut uh, refs giving uh, Kentucky you know six to eight points every game. So you're gonna have to overcome the officials. So uh, if, if if Florida doesn't score in the seventies tomorrow, man, we're probably looking at a loss.
1: Um, eh, I look at it the <laughs> other way. Okay, I don't know that Kentucky. Is as good scoring the basketball as some of Calipari's other teams. You know, defense travels to me. So if you play defense and you score enough, you know, you can win 64 to 60. But I hear what you're saying. And here, I think here's the other thing, too. When you look at what Florida did against Kansas State, they got to get off to a better start. I mean, right. they did not handle that well. And I'm hoping they learned from that. Now, maybe it was the whole Keontae thing. I don't know. But they got clocked early. And, yeah, they came out better in the second half. But they were never really in that game. So, I I just hope that, A, they have a better start so that they get a little confidence. And then, B, if that defense travels and, to your point, they can hit a few shots, it might pull the upset.
11: Let's hope because that would definitely – you know, move us in, in a in a real good direction. Would we'll almost uh, oh, they'd be Alabama in. game would definitely be house money. <laughs> they'd be in.
1: I mean, I did, did, if, yeah. if if they win this game, you know, they yeah. they at least flip flop with Kentucky. You know, Kentucky's first uh, last four in, Florida's first four out. I mean, I, you would think they would at least flip flop that.
11: For sure. Have a good weekend, Steve. Appreciate
1: you. Thank you, D. Gator man. What's happening?
12: What's going on, Steve? I thought we got two big ball games in the SEC tomorrow. Auburn and Tennessee and. Florida and Kentucky.
1: Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see what Tennessee does uh, in response to their poor game here. You know, Auburn had not played well. Uh, they got well in their last game, so yeah, this is this is an interesting game to see.
12: Well, I would pick Auburn if they was at home, but t- this Tennessee home, and they we just beat them. I think Tennessee gets it, done seventy four to seventy one. But as far as the game that Kentucky goes. I got the top 10 thing that Gators must do to beat Kentucky tomorrow. Number 10, I think they're going to have to at least, at least hit six to seven threes. Number nine, hold on for dear life the first five minutes. I make Castle Tone most definitely that cannot get in foul trouble. Number seven, they're going to need an unsung hero, somebody to step up that we wouldn't ordinarily really think. Number six, keep their game in their 60s. Number five, stay with themselves, you know, pass the ball. And number four, limit turnovers. I think we can get on the 15 turnover. We'll have a good shot. Number three, take confidence on the road after big Tennessee. Number two, the Golden Touch, you have to coach a golden game. And number one, if you ain't a Gator, you're just a Gator hater. Give me the Gator 65 at Kentucky 60. Steve, you have a good day.
1: All right, thank you. Well, that's what he's hoping for. He's hoping for a defensive kind of game. Mike, hello.
13: Hey, Steve, how you doing today? Good. I hadn't talked to you in a while, but I want to call in. Uh, one thing is, uh, I want to know who you think the, um, possible freshman impact players are for the baseball team. Oh.
14: And
2: two, uh,
13: I wanted to, uh, tell you, you were right about Tennessee, beating Tennessee. I thought they would have had a better chance of beating Kentucky. So I want to congratulate you on being right on that fact.
1: Well, you know, even a even a, a a squirrel that can't see finds a nut once in a while, right? <laughs> right. Uh, um, uh, freshman. I, I don't consider him a freshman because he's not a freshman in class, but a newcomer. I think Tyler Shellnut has got a chance as as a first year Gator player to do something. He comes to mind right away. Uh, it's going to be a little difficult, I think, for a freshman. To get this it, into the into the lineup, given what's back, uh, but he's the first guy that when you ask that, that's the first guy that that came to mind.
13: Okay, I just wondered if we had any you know guys that would jump out at you that might be you know um, quality pitcher or or uh, you know outfielder or something that might um, have an impact. Yeah, I mean, or, cause, you know, is, if, you look, starter, if yeah. you look at who's if you
1: look at who's back, a, right, that's going to be the issue. Because you've got, you know, for, for example, I think your rotation, I'd be shocked if it isn't some combination of Waldrop, Sproat. If Coppola's healthy, I think he probably would be the Sunday guy. So now, if those three, then remember all those young arms last year, Nesbitt, Slater, you know, all those guys, they're a year older. So you would think, you know, Brandon Neely. So, so where does a freshman fit into that? Um, you know, Kevin O'Sullivan is going to talk next week, and he may, you know, give a little better idea of that. But you know, I think some will contribute, but I don't know to what you know how big of an extent. Yeah. Well, I
13: moved a little closer than last year. the Last twenty years, uh, I'm instead of two hours away, I'm thirty minutes away. I moved out toward Melrose. So, um, maybe I'll get to a few more games this year. If I do, I'll, I'll holler at you.
1: Please do. All right, buddy. Thank okay, you. Okay, Mike. Thank you for your call. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email uh, Russell at com. I mean, there are certainly good players here. Uh, you know, Tejada is – I mean, l- l- most people that Florida recruits are, you know, really good high school players. So the, the question becomes, how do they fit in, you know, when they come here? We shall see. Twelve forty four. Time check brought to you by Hey Showy, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Zach
10: Panarello. The number two Gator gymnastics team will be on the road Friday to take on 18th ranked Arkansas. The Gators come in with a 6-0 record, while the Razorbacks are looking for their third victory and their second straight after a home victory over Louisiana State last Friday. In men's basketball, the Gators will head to Rupp Arena on Saturday night for a matchup with rival Kentucky. The Gators look to keep their momentum rolling after a huge win at home against number 2 Tennessee on Wednesday, while the Wildcats are also in search of their second straight victory after a win on the road in Oxford against Ole Miss on Tuesday. Coverage begins right here on Saturday at 8 o'clock. Florida men's and women's swimming and diving will be competing at the Auburn Invitational this weekend. The Gators will be sending 20 athletes to compete and are coming off a sweep of Florida State back on January 20th. The Invitational is the final step before SEC Championships, which will take place from February 14th to 18th. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Zach Panarello. ESPN 98.1 FM,
0: 850 AM WRUF.
15: Finding security is a tricky thing. It's one part minimizing risk in all facets of life, and one part that fluffy blankie you had when you were three. And since Radiant Credit Union can't get into grandma's attic to find Mr. Snuggles, we can help secure your financial future with our adjustable rate certificates. Let us secure your savings with rates starting at 4.93% APY for 12 months. Visit radiantcu.org forward slash secure. 12-month certificate requires $1,000 minimum balance to open account, $10,000 balance to earn APY.
7: Calling Gator Nation. You are invited to be part of Gator History on Friday, February 10th for the official dedication of Steve Spurrier Way at Celebration Point Promenade in front of Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Lots of dignitaries and press will be on hand to witness this historic event. And it's open to all who bleed orange and blue. It's the grand unveiling of Steve Spurrier Way. It's all happening Friday, February 10th from 530 to
8: 615 at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill in
7: Celebration Point.
8: I recently asked my phone to answer the question, what is a Christian? Here's what she said.
4: A Christian is someone who believes in God, has conservative moral values, and goes to church on Sundays.
8: While there's some truth to her answer, she misses it badly. First, going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than being in a garage makes you a car. And while it's true Christians believe in God, they also recognize they can know God through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Salvation is a gift, and Christians have faith and the trust to know Him as their Lord and Savior for life. So, are you a Christian? If you are, follow Jesus faithfully. And if not, may you put your trust in Him today. I promise you'll never regret it. You'll be thankful for eternity. This is Brian Wright, speaking right from my heart.
3: For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org.
16: Time for new tires? Well, trust the experts at TireRack.com. They've been crushing it for over 40 years. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive. And you can use their easy-to-use decision guide. They'll show you the right tires for how and what and where you drive. They've got the full lineup of Hankook tires. Test results, tire ratings, consumer reviews, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Time for new tires? Well, trust the experts at TireRack.com. They've been crushing it for over 40 years. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive. And you can use their easy-to-use decision guide. They'll show you the right tires for how and what and where you drive. They've got the full lineup of Sumitomo tires. Test results, tire ratings, consumer reviews, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. The
0: WRUF radio app. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 981 FM 8.50 AM. WRUF The home of the Florida Gators. And now more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 981 FM 8.50 AM. W.R.U.F. and online at WRUF.com.
1: William says, I'm impressed with Alex Fudge, is he a junior? or I think he's a sophomore, I believe. Um, but yeah, he, sh- <clears throat> he should be back, certainly. Let me ask this. Nobody's bitten on this, and I hope you will. Officiating. People who remember me as a coach will think I'm being a hypocrite here because I was rough on officials. I was. I was young and, uh, you know, said, said things probably I shouldn't have said. And I admit that. Officials have a difficult job. And I don't care if you're coaching. I don't care if you're a fan. You have a vested interest in your team. And if you see something that's not called, then you scream. I get that. Okay? But let me ask this. If there is, if some NBA players are saying that officials should be fined for missing calls or making a mistake or whatever that is, Jay Will was right in what he said. I'm not going to make a call. Well, okay, if that happens, then if he's being looked at and evaluated and there's a foul and he doesn't call it, well, then what happens then? So my question to you as a fan is, what do you do about officiating? In the playoff game, the other day, with the Eagles. Remember that catch I think it was Devontae Smith made that he didn't really catch it, but they didn't, you know. Well, that proves my point. I don't care how many cameras you have. I don't care how many people you have in a booth. You're never gonna get everything right. You're not. I don't care how much replay you have. Stuff is gonna fall through the cracks. And yes, if I'm watching the Jets... And an official misses a call I ain't happy I, 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 I get you but what do, but what do you do tell, tell me what the alternative is to that balls and strikes they want to go to the automated umpiring okay go to it go to it take the human element out of it and that's fine If you want to go ahead and do that. But I don't care what profession you are or that you're in. You are going to make a mistake. They are no different. Officials are the same as you and me. I make mistakes in my job. You make mistakes in your job now to a point. You can't make too many of them or you don't have a job. I understand that. But as I said, Officials in our league are evaluated, and if they don't evaluate highly enough, they're gone. They lose their job. So does anybody think that officials should be fined? If you think so, let me know. three nine two eight two five five. You can email uh, Russell at wruf.com. We have an entire hour to go today. You should call in today. Can, well, will Florida beat Kentucky tomorrow? The overwhelming majority has been no. But I will say this, Kentucky's record in the SEC, same as Florida's, 6-3. and three. It's funny, you, you would think, and I, and I get it, on the road, at Rupp Arena, Kentucky could blow Florida out. But I, I don't know. I, I just don't think Kentucky is... As good as it was offensively, so I don't know. We'll see. All right, uh, let's see. Porter's up. Hi, Porter.
17: Hey, Steve. The um, officiating question brought back something. I remember when I was a kid. Um, you know, technology was getting just beginning to get better and more angles and that kind of thing. And I remember thinking, in basketball specifically, you're, you're bouncing the ball and the ball was you're right by the edge of the, 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 the sideline or whatever. Is it out of bounds if the cylinder of the ball, the circle of the ball is over the line or only if the part of the ball that's actually touching the ground touches the line? And the harder you bounce the ball, the slightly larger it is. You know, not much after that, tennis came up with their technology where it shows the actual skid mark of the ball. And um, at least in that sport, it goes by the the skid mark of the ball, which we accept. Um, The first question is, in in basketball, do you know the rule? Is it actually if if, if in the... Opinion of the officiate, the referee, the ball actually touched the line, or is it over the line? I mean, there's a, there's a good bit of gray area there. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, do you know the rule, and, and uh, have you heard anything about that?
1: Uh, I don't know the rule. I don't know anybody that would know the rule off the top of their head because it's not something that you would think of normally, but it's certainly look upable.
17: Okay. Maybe Dave, uh, what's his name? Dave Jones, but he's still around well, the country club. But, uh,
1: well, I mean, you can uh, Google it. Now, Google it's easy to Google.
17: I don't. Know. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's something they have been, uh, you know, coached on and, and, and taught and so forth. But obviously, the angle you're on—if you're right on the line—you're going to be able to see whether the ball's over the line. But it's still awfully hard to see whether it, you know, touches. And, and sort of along those lines, the sports have have, have uh, you know structured their rules such that there's as little gray area as possible. And the one example I think of it in the in the NFL. The officials stand on the outsides of the uprights, look straight up the uprights, and the rule for them of whether the kick is good, if it goes over the upright, if any part of the ball touches what any part of the upright would be if it went to the sky, then it's considered good, which has always been kind of odd because we know if it runs into the uprights, normally, more times than not, it's not going to be good. But um, the reason they do that, I'm sure I've never heard anybody say, is that the referee, if he stands on the inside and tries to look straight up the inside, he can't see because of the crossbar. So they want to eliminate the gray, the, the gray air as much as they can. He's looking straight up the upright. If the ball touches that, then it's considered good. But uh, I was just curious in, in the basketball because it seems like it would happen a lot more there. And, you know, what, what is – what is what is the rule? And if you try and slam the ball down, obviously it's going to leave a bigger skid mark. I was just curious. All you know, right. If anybody else has does, uh, does that, I appreciate it. Thanks, you.
1: Right, thank you. Let me have uh, a sip of coffee after that. Jimmy, hello. Hey, Steve.
18: Great show, as always. I uh, I tell you what, man. I appreciate everything you do uh, and how you present the material every day on your show. Uh, Some people could take a lesson from that on their show. Um, I call it about the officiating and, and, you know, like you say, no, everybody's human. You're not going to get every call. 100% um, called every time. But, um, you know, I was looking at the LeBron foul. I saw a picture that was taken and I have to tell you with that picture taken, I wouldn't have called the foul if that was my angle on the shot, you know? So, and, and, it kind of brings it to what angle is the ref looking at, you know, as opposed to what you and I see with all the television and, you know, everything, the different angles set up throughout the stadium or, or throughout the arena. Um, you know, the refs, they have to judge on the angle they have and, and, uh, and then they have to be graded on, you know, on that. And, I think we have the program about right. I just don't know that, um, like with the push out of bounds, I'm not sure that was exact. I don't have a dog in that hunt on either team, but I think that's a little, uh, a stretch on, uh, on calling that, calling that when anybody else gets pushed and it probably wouldn't be a, a flag. Um, whether it's an offensive person pushing a defender out or whatever it is um, I just I don't see it but I do appreciate your remarks and uh what do, what do you think it's coming to as far as do you think the automatic strike's coming yes I do
1: yes, not I like not, that. not next year but I think it's going to come yes, yes especially yes. especially if there are more complaints from players. Right. Right. I, I think that's yes. they run, you know, players run the league and, you know, with the NBA, maybe somebody who's a real NBA nut can can tell me this baseball ha- would have, you know, the the Quez tech or whatever you want to call it for the umpires. But what would the NBA do? In other words, if you didn't want live officials, how would you mechanize that? I, I'm not sure.
18: I'm not sure that could be had, you exactly. know, but it, yeah. if the strikes and the balls, it, you know, I, I kind of look at that like, you know, if I'm an official calling strikes and balls, I probably am not going to call them like every other official. I mean, I know I'm not. I mean, we're all going to call something maybe a little higher than the other guy does or a little lower, you know, may not be uh maybe a ball or. You know what I mean? Yep. There's, there's no consistency, umpire to umpire to umpire with that. But when you set that machine up, uh, it's pretty well consistent at that point, I think.
1: All so right, Jimmy. We'll appreciate your call. Up. Thank you very much. We are just about out of time for the first hour. Uh, we'll do this again in hour or two. Here's another thing. What I think we don't focus on enough, how many calls do the officials get right? The vast majority of calls are right. They don't get credit for that. Why? It's expected. You're getting paid. You're expected to do well. So we'll talk more about it in the second hour. And again, will Florida beat Kentucky tomorrow? ESPN 981 FMA 50 AM WRUS.
0: UF Gainesville U251CG Gainesville From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios We are ESPN 98.1 FM 8.50 AM WRUF Hi,
4: I'm Maria Youngblood, an attorney at Meldon Law and graduate from the University of Florida. Everybody knows that Melden Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, but since we first opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner of Gainesville in North Central Florida. Meldon Law is there through all kinds of weather with offices in Gainesville, Lake City and Ocala. Learn more at Mel Meldonlaw.com. again that's meldenlaw.com melden law we won't back down
6: Now, I don't want to go to bed at night dreading waking up in the morning knowing that I'm going to feel like a rusty lawn chair, getting out of bed and getting opened up and not being able to really move for a couple hours really throughout the day. For former college and pro football player Bobby Carpenter and those dealing with daily aches and pains, QC Kinetics Regenerative Pain Treatments are a game changer, providing long-lasting relief. Go into a specific joint, a specific region, and then help promote that healing process using your own body's mechanisms to heal. I mean, that's been something that's Pretty powerful, and there's no surgery, there's no downtime. QC Kinetics natural treatments help the body heal and restore itself. No more rusty lawn chair. It's no surprise to see people being willing to try this first, especially when it has such great results. Pain relief the natural way. QC Kinetics. Call today for your complimentary consultation. Find out if you're a good candidate for treatment.
7: Call QC Kinetics 352 400 4550. That's 352 400 4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the villages. 352
4: I've always gotten tons of UTIs. Cranberry products never worked for me, and I was desperate for a way to be proactive. I'm Jenna Ryan, CEO and founder of Eucora. We've worked with doctors to develop effective urinary tract health products. Just mix a packet of Eucora with water and drink it when you need support, like right after Intimacy. Eucora is helping over 100,000 women stay healthy. Ready to join them? Get 30% off at eucora.com slash radio. That's U-Q-O-R-A slash radio.
0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98, one FM and 850 AM WRUF. Welcome to hour two of
1: Sports Scene. For this Friday, Jose producing the broadcast today. We have made it to Friday. Big question of the day, will Florida beat Kentucky at Rupp Arena? I would say it's probably about 70-30 that you think Florida will not beat the Wildcats at Rupp. Also, a little talk about officiating. And there's uh, some talk about fining NBA referees, if they don't make a a proper call, uh, or at least what's supposed to be the right call, let us know, and we'll take your phone calls. 3928255, we'll take your emails at srussell at WRUF dot com. By the way, somebody called earlier and asked about a young baseball player, and there's actually, as I looked at the roster, uh, Cade Fisher he's not going to start as a pitcher uh, as a freshman but on a weekend at least but I think can, can make an impact there's a good competition at second base uh, Derek Fabian uh, Dale Thomas Cade Curland is somebody who maybe maybe can crack the lineup and that's the good thing there's a lot more depth and a lot more competition positions this year, I think, uh, than there was uh, a year ago, which I think is really good. I think it's a good thing. Uh, Alright, let me get a couple of emails here, hopefully. Some calls. Uh, I would think that you'd be excited as a Gator fan to see that game tomorrow. Because Florida really has a chance. They'd be 7-3 and three. In the SEC, think of that. If they win that, seven and three. I don't think the most ardent Gator fan thought after ten games in the league they'd be seven and three. Pretty good, and that and that is doable. Not easy, certainly, but doable. Uh, all right. Trip, emails. Steve, I've listened to your show. I'm usually at work. Don't get a chance to call, but I do listen. But today, I just had to email about this officiating business. I'm a former official. The highest I ever did was at the high school level. And believe me, I've had earfuls from parents, players, and coaches. But to find an official for doing something wrong or making a bad call is just Ridiculous. If you start doing that, then who's going to want to officiate? We all make mistakes. I'll be the first to tell you, I made many, but I also got more calls right than wrong. And to your point, if something changes with that, we're all in trouble. Well, Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else you can say. Paul, LeBron James doesn't get enough credit. Why do people hate on him? Because he's not Michael Jordan or he's not uh, Kobe Bryant. He said, look what he's had to do. A long career. He's, He's played a lot of minutes. He is still a productive player late in his career. He hasn't been in trouble off the floor. So shouldn't he get the recognition he deserves? No, he'll get it. I mean, look, he's 63 points away from passing Kareem. He'll get it. He will definitely get the recognition, but I don't think he gets love. And and I and again, I've never interviewed LeBron James. I, I don't, but I, I don't understand why. Maybe casual NBA fans don't think more of him. I, I, I've not quite understood that. Uh let's see, William. A lot of emails. I hope I get some calls. It's gonna be a long hour, if not. Uh, Williams says, I meant to call. I was eating lunch. A lot of people eating lunch today and as we talk sports, which is what should happen. He said, My top five quarterbacks, I don't include Patrick Mahomes. I don't include anybody that's playing now. How can you say they're a top five quarterback with their career not even finished? Well, okay, I'll answer that. You can do that as of today. In other words, if if somebody thinks that he's there today based on what he's done, uh, okay, all right. I don't think he is, but he's certainly tremendous. But I don't know he's in the all-time top five. that's asking a lot, but. As I mentioned earlier, ESPN did that, and uh, one of the analysts had him at number two. Number two behind Tom Brady. I don't think anybody would have Tom—well, I shouldn't say anybody, but very few would have Tom Brady not number one. But, again, that's what those kind of things are for. Austin, welcome to the show.
19: Hey, Steve. How's it going? All right. Good. Um. Yeah. Uh, I am looking forward to this uh, matchup, especially uh, coming off the Tennessee game. Um, You know, I think we have uh, a lot of confidence after what we did against Tennessee, but, you know, I'm a little bit concerned. I think the matchup to to watch in this game is going to be Shibway versus Castleton. Um, You know, I think if uh, Castleton can, you know, do well against Shibway, I think we have a really good shot to win.
1: Yeah. I I think you have to hold your own in that, and I think Castleton is capable of that. But I, I know a lot of people, and I get it, right, about putting the ball in the basket, and I don't disagree with that. Defense travels, and on, and on days when the ball doesn't go in the basket for you, you've got to rely on your defense to win a low-scoring, you know, maybe ugly game. That's not easy to do on the road. I mean look 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 I mean Tennessee's a good defensive team and they didn't play badly but it's hard to do that on the road especially at Rupp. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm anxious to see how Florida comes out here based on the egg they laid on the road at Kansas State.
19: Right. I agree we have to be out to a fast start and you know, one thing I was watching in the Tennessee game that I think really helped us is limiting the second chance points. I mean, I think we Did a good job, at least in the first half on the boards, getting them, you know, one shot, one and done on the shots. And, you know, I think we've much improved, and uh, I think we're going to have a good game tomorrow, Steve, and go Gators.
1: All right. I appreciate you. Thank you for your call. Uh, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Let me get to another couple of emails here we're getting in. Uh, Carl says, Gators win. Gators win. They pull off the upset. They got to keep the score close. I know people are clamoring for more offense, but this is a game they got to win with defense. Florida 66, Kentucky 62. I do think, tell me if you think I'm wrong, the higher the score goes in this game, I think Florida has less chance to win. Would you agree with that? I, I mean, I think that's really the case, but we'll see. Uh, all right, here. Bob, top five quarterbacks. No, don't put anybody in that's currently playing, but I could certainly see some of these guys being there if they continue on their trajectory at the end of their careers. Okay. Uh, Paul, uh, you haven't talked much Gators softball. Uh what say you about tim walton's team they're good they're preseason ranked to win the sec i thought last year they did not have their best team and tim got them to oklahoma city a really good coaching job and i think they're better this year than they were a year ago so they're going to be good and they always are and that's a testament to tim walton uh jeff says i don't think the odds favor the gators against the cats in lexington They've been playing better, Kentucky, shoot a little better at home. If the Gators can get Sheboy into early foul trouble, it would make things interesting, but ultimately we need to make shots. The Gators' best offense comes directly from playing great defense and turning turnovers into points. The Gators' three losses in conference are by a total of eight points. That's impressive. It is. I mean, they're, I mean you can make numbers say what you want, but if you just take that, I mean, Florida's an eyelash from being superlative in this league. Superlative. Back to the phones we go. Keith, hello. How
20: you doing, Steve? Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, as far as ranking quarterbacks, it's so tough with different eras and the rules and everything. I mean, if you break wind around Tom Brady now at the flag, and, you know, back in the day, I remember I saw a clip where the Cleveland Browns defensive lineman picked up Terry Bradshaw and body slammed him. So, I mean, it's kind of tough to rank, but for me, if I had a Mount Rushmore quarterbacks, it would be Otto Graham, Johnny Unitas, Peyton, and Tom. So, but as far as from best to worst, I mean, I'm a huge Dan Marino fan, so, I mean, we saw what Dan did in the era where people just didn't throw for 40 touchdowns. I mean, 30 was a big deal, and all of a sudden, is first full season he throws 48 so I'd love to see what he could do now um but uh anyway oh and going as far as LeBron's ranking
7: mm-hmm.
20: I don't know as far as one through five but as far as my all-time team Michael and Magic at guards the forwards would be uh LeBron and Tim Duncan and center would be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar pretty champions good. all the way around
1: pretty good team <laughs> Pretty good, too. Anyway,
20: your thoughts, on, your thoughts on the quarterback, though, as far as uh, – well, I'm going to get offline right now. Thank okay. you, sir.
1: Yep, thank you, Keith. I agree. It's hard because you, you the rules have changed. Obviously, they've made it easier for offenses than it was back in the day. The guy that doesn't get a lot of credit is somebody he mentioned, Otto Graham. He, he won a lot of titles. And I don't think he gets mentioned enough in terms of – because, again, what do you judge a quarterback by? Most people judge a quarterback by championships, right, because of Tom Brady. Well, okay, Otto Graham's right there. He's right there. And, you know, when you look at Jim Kelly and Fran Tarkenton and Dan Marino, they didn't win a Super Bowl. So does it ding them? I mean, Terry Bradshaw won multiple Super Bowls, and he's never mentioned as a top quarterback. So beauty's in the eye to the beholder, but Otto Graham would be in my top five. Brady is certainly in my top five. Montana is in my top five. After after those three, I mean, you know, Marino, Unitas, you, you, could, you could go down the line. 115, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, one FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
10: Good afternoon. I'm Zach Panarella. Gator men's basketball will head to Lexington on Saturday night for a matchup with rival Kentucky. The Gators look to keep their momentum rolling after a huge home win against number 2 Tennessee on Wednesday, while the Wildcats are looking for their second straight win after a road win against Old Miss on Tuesday. Coverage begins right here on Saturday at 8 o'clock. Gator baseball will continue to welcome fans to their practices and scrimmages throughout the weekend. The Gators continue to get ready for opening night when they will welcome Charleston Southern on Friday, February 17th for the beginning of a three-game series. Number 15 Gator Men's Tennis will be in action this weekend for the SEC Pac-12 Challenge as they will be taking on the number seven USC Trojans on Saturday and number 16 Stanford on Sunday. The Gators are coming off a victory over number 12 Florida State on Thursday, their seventh straight match win over their in state rivals. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Zach Pinarella.
0: ESPN 98 1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
1: Folks, the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka needs you to step up and give them a hand to help the at risk young boys that they help at their facility in Palatka. If you have an unused or unwanted car, truck, boat, RV, motorcycle, just about any kind of motorized vehicle, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. It really helps these young people out because they refurbish the vehicles, then they go out and resell them. It's real-life skills they learn, and it really goes a long way towards helping them, and it's helping a great cause as well. Your generosity does a whole lot of good. Now, a lot of people have asked me, what exactly does Road Heaver Boys Ranch do? Well, the easiest thing I can tell you is to Google it, and you can just Google Boys Ranch Palatka. It'll give you all the information there, and you can go to their website for more information, too. That's rbr.org. Check out rbr.org.
6: Here's a Valentine's reminder from International Diamond Center. It's not just the thought that counts, it's the effort too. So let IDC turn your Valentine's Day gift into a grand romantic gesture with our ultimate Valentine's Day package. Right now when you spend $99 or more on jewelry at IDC we'll give you some gorgeous long stem roses, a box of delicious chocolates, and a gift card towards dinner at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. It's just one stop at IDC and you create a total romantic experience. You simply choose which ring pair earrings or bracelet or sparkling pendant best matches your special someone and we take care of the rest and as always we guarantee the best value price with no commission salespeople the ultimate valentine's day package jewelry flowers dinner and candy from idc and it's yours just for spending 99 or more on some nice jewelry she'll love sure does make it look like she's worth the extra effort and that's the thought that really counts hurry in now because packages are limited international diamond center at celebration point directions and more at shopidc.com
8: Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez
10: of Exceptional Dentistry. Here, what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry.
6: I was
15: really looking for some top of the line dentist to you know, be under their care. I mean, from the first day I came here, when you walk in, they treat you just with the utmost kindness. I've never known dentist or any uh, health care provider in my life that has the compassion towards people that they do. It's just very well worth it. When you leave, you just feel great, but if you want good quality work and dentists that really care about you as a person and your your health care like that, come to Exceptional Dentistry because they are exceptional.
12: This is Dr.
10: Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com.
5: Yeah, remember when all phones sounded like that? Hey, it's Brian Mudd, and I sure do. But you've got to go with the times, so go with Affinity Cellular. Affinity is offering three months free service and a free flip or smartphone with a 30-day guarantee. Happy with your current phone? That works too. Get unlimited talk and text for as little as $15 a month. Get started right now at Affinity with an A, Cellular.com. Affinity Cellular, everything you need and nothing you don't.
0: We're proud to be your home for Gators basketball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
16: This is Gators head men's basketball coach, Todd Goldman. You are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
1: Take you back to March of last year. Florida, Kentucky. Florida lost 71-63. In that game, and it's funny how things can change in one year because of the portal, Colin Castleton played 36 minutes in that game and took 19 shots. He had 23 points. And 11 rebounds. So to say Castleton can't do it against Kentucky, he can and he has. But again, Florida scored 63 points. He had 23 of them. The only other Gator in double figures that day off the bench, remember the name Anthony DeRugge? Yeah, he had 10 points. But... Some of the other guys in the game, Jones 2 of 9, Appleby 2 of 7, Fleming had a bagel oh for 9 from the field, and that can't happen. McKissick was pretty good. He was 4 of 6. And Kentucky, Shebway, 27 points, 11 rebounds, but that was pretty much uh, a wash with him and Castleton. They had three guys in double figures, including Wheeler, who had thirteen. So it isn't again. That was at home, and I understand that. But the good news is that Castleton showed uh, he he can do damage, and I and I would imagine he would do the same. Um. Okay. Um, Jose, I'm going to have you come over here for a second, literally come here for a second, because I just got to, I want you to bring something to write with. Live radio, ladies and gentlemen. Um, with Tom Brady retiring, I wanted to talk to Lee Steinberg, the legendary agent, okay? And we're going to try to do that right now. I literally just got an email. So, we're going to call him at this number. Okay. Okay. That's our producer. See, there's live radio here. That's Jose. Uh, Right there, Jose. Okay. And Lee Steinberg is who you're going to be talking to. Because he just said he can call right now. Good. We'll get him on. Um, Because the the question I want to ask him is with Brady gone now, at least we think he's gone, right? As an agent. What do you do? Does that help with guys like Garoppolo or Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers? Does that help? Jim says, I think it's interesting that Rashada, there's that name again, ended up in a backwater program like Arizona State. Appears the big schools wouldn't touch him. I bet you a buck he ends up in the transfer portal the moment the season is over. Well, I mean, his dad did play there, Jim, so... But I mean, and and let's face it, at the time he did this, whoop, oh, Jose, that's on the air. So just turn the turn your pot down there, on the phone. I can hear you dialing on the air. You get it? Okay. Um, thank you. Uh, when he did it, I mean, let's face it, most everybody had done their quarterback work. So, I mean, there is some mitigation, I think, to that, Jim, in terms of, you know, what he was, where he was able to go and, in fact, who could take him. So, you know, that that is part of this. Uh, let's see here. Joe, Steve, can you tell me more about this commitment from Australia? No, I can't. I, I, I mean, I'm just being honest. I, I've... I don't follow recruiting closely because not that it doesn't matter who you get. It does matter. But, you know, once they get here, that's the most important thing. But he's a big player, a big body, 6'11". And you would certainly hope that, you know, he would help. But as I said earlier, they're going to go into the transfer portal big time, I think, to help with some of their needs, from A, from people who are going to graduate and leave, and b players that may leave cuz they're not getting playing time and i think you and i you get you're just getting a ring okay um, all right i'm going to have to try to do this here on my own all right are, are, jose are, are you are you getting the are you getting through Oh, okay. So it is a voicemail. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, we'll try to see if we can get him before we leave. Uh, at uh, we can get Lee before we go here. Live radio at its best. All right. We sent the email. We'll hope he responds. A couple of more. A couple of more emails on this end. Um, Steve says, hello, fellow Steve. Uh, I I wish I could say Florida wins the game against Kentucky. I don't think they will. However, I do think it is going to be close. I think the Gators won't be intimidated by playing at Kentucky. To the point you made earlier, I think they'll learn their lesson uh, from what happened at Kansas State and play much better. But I don't care who it is, he says. It's tough to beat somebody else on their home floor. Agreed. Tommy says the women's basketball team has been holding their own and showing improvement. Will senior Zippy Broughton, who's out for the season due to medical be back next year. I don't know the answer to that. I don't think anybody does, um, but they're struggling. I mean, they, they, they're below 500 in the lead. They beat A&M last night, another team that's struggling. Uh, but it's been kind of a, you know, they, they've been competitive in some of the games, but uh, it's been pretty tough. And, uh, John says, John, you asked me, you must have a lot of time on your hands, John. God bless you. Because he says, uh, what would you do? You can create a lineup, in MLB for a Game 7 World Series. You can use any player at the top of their game from history at each position below. Assume that the uh, DH is used. Wow. So I guess he was saying, who would be my, my starters? He said, who's your starting pitcher? And I guess he means Game Seven of a World Series. He has John Smoltz. Mine would be Jack Morris, if you want to go different. Okay, uh, we'll take a break and we'll come back. And hopefully that's him. We'll get him on one twenty-eight. Time check. Brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN. Ninety-eight one FM. A fifty AM. WYUF.
0: Live from Weimar Hall on the campus of the University of Florida. ESPN 981
5: FM 850 AM WRUF. Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville Staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations. Or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with cuban love and available from sunrise to late night happy new
7: year With the NFL playoffs and NBA All-Star Weekend upon us, it's time to upgrade your home entertainment with help from Electronics World. Hi, this is Tom Collette. At Electronics World, we can get you into a new Sony 4K big screen TV or design and install a home theater room for less than you might think. We'll put you right in the middle of the action for every score. Come see for yourself. Visit our showroom at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. When was the last time you had a burger? No, I mean a real burger, not something you got from a drive-thru. If it's been a while, you need to head to Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. The burgers at Copper Monkey West have been voted best in the area for years.
0: They're legendary.
7: That's not all. USDA, Choice Steaks, ribeye Filet, New York Strip, and Philly Cheesesteaks, Chicken Sandwiches, Salmon, and more. Their sandwiches are now made with boar's head meat. Copper Monkey West has a full bar featuring many local brews, all served to you by some of the nicest, friendliest folks around. Takeout available, Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. Mmm, it really does taste that good. Join us at Odyssey
6: as we all do our one thing, together, millions of things for our planet. Many great wines now come in boxes, which produce half the overall emissions that bottles do. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing?
8: I recently asked my phone to answer the question What is a Christian? Here's what she said
4: A Christian is someone who believes in God, has conservative moral values, and goes to church on Sundays.
8: While there's some truth to her answer, she misses it badly. First, going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than being in a garage makes you a car. And while it's true Christians believe in God, they also recognize they can know God through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Salvation is a gift, and Christians have faith and the trust to know Him as their Lord and Savior for life. So, are you a Christian? If you are, follow Jesus faithfully, and if not, May you put your trust in Him today. I promise you'll never regret it. You'll be thankful for eternity. This is Brian Wright, speaking right from my heart.
3: For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org.
8: From
0: the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
3: Our
4: main line of downpours has already pushed through, but on and off showers remain possible throughout the afternoon into the evening. Otherwise, cloudy skies, temperatures falling throughout the day, overnight becoming partly cloudy and cold. Lows in the morning in the low 40s with wind chills in the upper 30s, a mixture of clouds and sun tomorrow afternoon, breezy, and temperatures chilly in the mid-60s. From the U.F. Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski.
7: And
16: now... Dan Patrick
12: Show. Dan Patrick.
16: <laughs> the Chiefs and Chris Jones had established what was going to happen in that game. They hit a Joe Burrow 12 times. So that offensive line that was missing three starters, that didn't seem important to a lot of people leading up to this game because they survived Buffalo, certainly played a large role here. Chiefs did what they needed to do. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you.
0: Weekday mornings at 9 right here on WRUF. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, Weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98 FM and 850 AM, WRUF.
1: Getting down to the home stretch of the program here. Andrew's up next. Hi, Andrew.
19: Hey, uh, I'm calling about the basketball game. I think uh, I think we got the best chance we've had in a while against Kentucky. I think they're not all that great compared to previous years, and I, I think if we're going to beat them, this is one of the years we got to beat them.
1: Yeah, I mean they won. I think people forget they won twenty five, twenty six games last year, so. You know, it, sometimes it all depends when you catch a team. If you're on a hot streak, you can, you know, you do some things. And conversely, if you're not playing well and you're in a bad stretch, you get caught in that too. So, yeah, I, I think Florida, look, a lot of people thought Florida had no chance against Tennessee, even at home, proved them wrong there. I think Florida's got a shot. Now, if you're if you're going to press me to, to, to say, are they going to win in Rupp, I would say no. But if they did at this point it would not shock me
2: yeah
19: i was actually calling about that that you you said today a a couple times we need to add some players in that transfer portal yes i was curious what your thoughts like do you think because every year we add players and it's kind of exciting but then we like we lose a lot of guys too and it's like do you think we've gotten better over over the years through the transfer portal because we've I ended up losing some players that you're kind of like, oh, I wish you had Appleby this year and stuff like that.
1: Well, the transfer portal giveth, the transfer portal taketh <laughs> away. That's just how it is, Andrew. Look, Do you think we, we get better from it? Yeah, I, I, think, I think this year, yeah, sure. I mean, and sometimes it takes a little while for a transfer to, you know, do pretty well, right? I mean, fudge has has had his moments, but he certainly helped. You know, there's, there's a lot of guys who came here in the portal who are getting good minutes, and that's what you want out of a transfer. So, but you know, look, if, if a guy like, look, here's a perfect example, a guy like Lane, last year in that game in March, he played double-figure minutes. He doesn't even play now. So wouldn't you think he'd be leaving unless he thinks okay, a bunch of other guys are going to leave, but then Golden's going to go in the portal, probably. So he's got to make a decision. Do I stick it out and try to you know, get more playing time when some of these guys leave? Or, hey, I see the writing on the wall. He's going to go out and get more transfers. I'm going to take a hike. That's the dilemma.
19: Do you think there's um, something to, like, um, keeping some of the players around? And, like, you don't want to have every year, we seem to be in this, like, we just replace our players,, but you can't you like, can't
1: you don't have power over that i i yeah. can't I can't say to the player, "You will stay here, you must not leave, you can't do that yeah the player has every right yeah. to transfer the The coach has no power in that so you, well, um, you, you can't with, keep them here
19: with some of our younger guys though they got a lot of playing time, so I'm thinking next year we'll have a lot of guys back
1: well, you won't then, because some of the guys that are leaving are. You know, upperclassmen. But you would hope that some of the like example, Fudge, right? He's he's a sophomore. You would hope he would come back, right? Okay. Yeah. But some of the grad transfers and that they're they're gone. casalin has gone. So there's going to be just attrition that way too.
19: Yeah. So All right. We'll have some Pete. All right. Thank All you, good. Andrew.
1: Appreciate your call. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email uh, S Russell at w r u f dot com. Uh, you know, it's funny when you talk about that. It is harder now, I think, for a fan to sort of get into their team because it changes all the time. But let me finish what John wrote here about baseball. And again, he said you can create a, mo- a lineup for a Game 7 World Series, any player at the top of their game. He, put, he picked starting pitcher Smoltz just to be different, Jack Morris. Closer, he picked Bruce Suter. Uh Boy. That uh, I, That's tough for me. Catcher, he says Pudge Rodriguez. Uh, okay, I can buy that. Shortstop, Jeter. Buy that. Lead-off hitter, Pete Rose, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Slugger, three or four in the lineup, Ted Williams. Aaron Judge wouldn't be bad there. Manager, he has Bobby Cox. Wow. Joe Torre? I don't know. Pinch runner? He has Otis Nixon. Remember, you said any player at the top of their game. Pinch runner? How about Ricky Henderson? I mean, Otis Nixon, Ricky Henderson. No no comparison there. So, yeah, he'd be mine. Uh, But look, you could go through that. And, for example, a catcher, could you put Johnny Bench there? And here's a guy who never gets the credit he deserves for A, how many World Series he was in, and B, how well he hit Yogi Berra. Go look at what Yogi Berra did in World Series with the Yankees. He was uh, correct. Or he was All right, go ahead and try to call. Well, oh, that's him right there, I think. Okay, that'll be him. All right, so I hope we're going to get Lee Steinberg on here. Uh, legendary agent who has, you know, negotiated a gazillion contracts. I really wanted to talk to him about the Brady situation and what if there's a trickle effect, you know, with what's happening in terms of the free agent quarterbacks out there and all. So, all right, let's bring Lee to the program here. Lee, thank you for fitting us in and and, and doing this today. Uh, I wanted to get your take on Brady leaving, in the sense of. Teams now needing quarterbacks, you know the the buck's certainly in the market for that, Derek Carr leaving the Raiders from an agent's standpoint, does that elevate the value of players like that?
14: Yes, it does because Brady would have occupied a spot, so the key in all this is if uh you have a quarterback and you're trying to anticipate. What the options will be. So this process started a long time ago. So if you're uh, Geno Smith or if you're uh, uh, Derek Carr or you're any or Aaron Rodgers or any of the quarterbacks that have given thought or uh, had teams uh, want to move them, you need to have viewed the quarterback scene and analyzed what the offensive line looks like, what the system is, what the coach is, and try to figure out if your client has a preference and if somehow you can get them there.
1: The other thing I want to know about is with with the vacancies, and I'm just using quarterback here, Lee, but you know a lot mm-hmm. of discussion about Aaron Rodgers, what his future is. Uh, do you uh, counsel a guy like him and say, look, Aaron, if if you went to the Jets, they could offer this. If you went to this team, they could offer you this. Or does the player basically tell you, this is what I want you to do and this is where I want to go?
14: So what you do is ask the player to do an internal reflection and set up a list of priorities in terms of decision-making. Otherwise, it will get confusing, and there's a thing called cognitive dissonance where someone's, okay, the Jets are this. This has a better line. This is, so you have to have clarity. So for someone like Aaron Rodgers, money certainly isn't the issue. He's got more money than he could ever spend. So is it um, the quality of the coach, the quarterback coach? Is it the uh, ability to win quickly? Is it the geographical location? Is it um, uh, there's a whole long list? of uh, is it the facility, is it um, uh, the structure of the organization? In other words, is it having endorsements? Um, you look at all those different values and line them up and then make the decision in terms of which option fits your highest priorities. sorry, And the player takes the decision, but you help him in decision-making.
1: I hope I don't ask a dumb question here, but I've always wanted to ask this of you, and now you've been on a few times. I think I can have the the nerve to ask it, okay. You've had, I mean, terrific clients over your career, but do they seek you out? Do you seek them out? How does that process work?
14: So it's pretty clear to people we have a practice that is quarterback centric, but it's also based on role modeling. Uh, retracing roots to the high school, college, and the professional level, setting up charities. So, um, let's take two categories: rookie uh, draftees potentially. Okay. So, in many cases, the parents will reach out to me, but they're also reaching out to three or four other people, and so it's still competitive. But I get the advantage of them reaching out. In other cases, you might put a call into the. Uh, father there's usually a gatekeeper uh, coming off a of college campus it's the parents or someone else doing decision making and that's before you ever meet with the player um, now veterans come to the practice uh, in other ways so uh, let's see um, take someone like Mark Vernell. he started out with another agent but when he was in the league a while he decided to come over, whereas um, the Steve Youngs and Troy Aikmans and Jake Plumbers and uh, Drew Bledsoe's came, or or Patrick, came right out of school.
1: Two last questions for you, Lee. Uh, Does that vary by sport? In other words, you know, do, do basketball players, football players, does it vary by sport as to people that you get and 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 that process and how that works?
14: So, um, we represented over time, uh, I had a partner, Jeff Moran and we probably had 50 baseball players. You know, we had uh, uh, a whole flu from uh, Will Clark and Matt Williams and C.C. Sebastia and, and Pudge Rodriguez. Um, so, it depends what you're set up to do. I did basketball, baseball, uh, football, um, boxing. Uh, so, and it depends who you're trying to aggressively recruit off a of college campus, and then once you have uh, practice, veterans come over. So, um, um, the, two things happen. Number one, I could be focused on a particular basketball player or baseball player Um, And in football, after 48 years, uh, I'll get a fair amount of calls from parents.
1: Yeah, I'll bet. Last thing, uh, with NIL, we all adapt to everything, but would it be harder, because agents can get involved in NIL, uh, does that change anything in terms of the agent role with some of these players
14: yes it changes it dramatically and it moves the age of first contact with the prospective client much earlier so now you have high schoolers who brand themselves know how to market are looking for marketing agents well if that marketing agent is the same person as who later will represent a player in the pros and you don't meet with the high school quarterback now instead of the junior quarterback, you may never have a chance to get him. So, you know, there's a hospital right here, and I'm sure there's uh, agents sitting in maternity wards looking (laughs) for healthy mothers. Um, The age just gets younger and younger. That's the first thing. The second thing is the effect that people didn't anticipate is that alums would get involved with their businesses in supporting their alma mater. Um, So all of a sudden, the players coming out of high school and the Super 5 conferences have alums who can offer that player a couple million dollars in NILs as part of the recruiting package. So it creates more of a difference collegiately between the haves and the have-nots.
1: Great stuff. Lee, thanks for fitting us in today. I just want to get your thoughts on that and, you know, the whole Brady thing. So I always appreciate you being here. Thank you. My pleasure. You got it. Lee Steinberg, legendary sports agent. And, again, that's coming from an agent, how it's changed the landscape. 146 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jittery. Final segment, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
10: Good afternoon, I'm Jack Alperstein. Two Gators linemen in Osiris Torrance and Richard Garage are set to participate in the Reese's Senior Bowl tomorrow. In swimming and diving news, the Gators are competing today, tomorrow, and Sunday in the Auburn Invitational. The women are currently 6-1 and, and the men are 5-1. In men's basketball news, the Gators travel to Kentucky tomorrow to take on the Wildcats. They look to continue their strong play after taking down number two-ranked Tennessee. Live coverage of the game begins right here at 8 p.m. Gators Gymnastics is competing tonight away against Arkansas as they look to stay undefeated. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jack Alperstein.
0: ESPN
1: 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF.
5: Hi, this
13: is Dr. Art Maury of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience
0: at Exceptional Dentistry. They gave me a new mouth. <laughs> I'm stunned at how much more confidence that I have now because I have a real mouth that, um, that I don't have to cover. My dentist for the past 30 years, I feel like he got to a place where I wasn't sure what to do with me here.
4: This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's (coughs) exceptionaldentistry.com.
6: When a cold comes on strong, knock it out with Vicks Dayquil Severe for max strength daytime relief. Just one dose of Vicks Dayquil Severe starts to relieve nine of your worst cold and flu symptoms to help take you from nine to none. Power through your day with Vick's Dayquil Severe. The daytime non-drowsy, coughing, aching, fever, sore throat, nine to none, medicine.
0: Use as directed. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at nine, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell on ESPN 981FM at 8:50 am. WRUF.
1: All right, we are in the home stretch here. Let's end up with uh, two or three emails here to uh, close. if you want to get a quick call and you can. Chris says, I don't think you'll find officials. their games should be reviewed and their work graded feels NBA officials officiate as the league wants them to, not as the rules exist. Face it, in the NBA, they ignore traveling, carrying, palming, hooking for the most part for the sake of entertainment. MLB officials are good except balls and strike. There shouldn't be a different strike zone based on each umpire. Rules are pretty clear on what a ball and a strike are. I think NFL officials do a great job considering what they're asked to do. I'm for replay. However, the problem is they aspire to be perfect rather than simply preventing a bad call. Interesting take. The NFL has absolutely ruined the pass catch uh, with replay. And then um, Gabe says, uh, a few comments. Gators was a close one at Rupp in a low-scoring game. Looking forward to baseball. The team has all the elements to make a run for Omaha. As you noted, lots of competition. Depth at various positions. You noted second base, but catcher. Also highly competitive. Pell has the upper hand, but really like Lastrus and Heyman. Well, I think... Ryapel will get a break. And that's why you're going to need one of those two to be part of that catcher's mix. You know, you want to give Ryapel a break, you play him at first base, you DH him, whatever. Both highly rated, could start on most other teams. The big question mark remains finding a reliable closer. i la Michael Byrne, not easy, but a few guys can share their duties. Only two weeks to go till opening day. Can't wait. Yeah, um, I'm excited too. And softball is even less than that. One week. They always start at the USF tournament, so... That'll be a lot of fun, and that'll be another sport we add. Lacrosse is going to add uh, to that mix here shortly, too. Mandy O'Leary hopefully with us next week to talk about that. Tim Walton will be here uh, to talk Gator softball. uh, And Sully, uh, I think, is going to make it up here uh, to talk a little Gator baseball with you. So that'll be fun. All right, we got uh, Andrew on the phone. Andrew, hello.
21: Yes, Steve, uh meant to do this the other day, but obviously things happen fast. Um, when you did that great interview uh, with uh, Chip Carey, mm-hmm. the uh, former Braves announcer, mm-hmm. the other day, the first thing, one of the things that he said, um, he said that he would have liked to have retired with the Braves, or, I guess in that same capacity he's in or had been in, um, can, me as a novel fan, uh, is there something to look into? Can I look into that and say that maybe the Braves uh, wanted him, to, uh, Brass wanted him, wanted
1: to change? Oh, I it don't exactly know. Mutual? It, it could have been money. You know, it could have been length of contract. Uh, you, you don't know. I mean, look, he, yeah. he he had a great run there. And, you know, even announcers over the years that have been with one team for a long time, you know, sometimes change uh, and go to a different team. So there could be, you know, I didn't want to go in the weeds with that with him. That was his business. Um, but right. I do think, I do think the Cardinals being the Cardinals, you know, with his grandfather, you know, all of that. Um, and I'm, when I mentioned another team here, I'm not, I'm not sliding. If the Pirates job had come open, I don't know mm-hmm. that he would have pursued that. But again, I'm not I'm not privy to the circumstances with him and his deal with the Braves.
21: Yeah, you can see where his uh, you know family has been involved with the Cubs and St. Louis, so and that's his background or soon to be background with the Cardinals and I include the Braves too. It's just kind of a same teams they the family has worked for, so it kind of makes sense. But I just wonder if there was a prevailing reason um like it was real nebulous but well i again, mean I, not, i'm not sure not he doesn't want to
1: you know yeah. talk about dirty laundry or what his contract negotiation I mean, again right. it could be something as simple as hey i want a 5 year contract and they're only offering me 2 okay right. it right. isn't it isn't acrimonious It is, but if i get a better deal if the cardinals say oh you're going to have a 5 year contract it doesn't mean that the Braves are bad or that the relationship is bad, he got a better deal. Well, I'm I'm hoping that was the case.
21: Yeah, and as far as, if I can get another quick one in real fast, uh, the uh, Gator basketball team is uh, going into Rupp Arena. And um, am am I correct in assuming that – There'll be upwards of 25,000 people in attendance, Steve?
1: I don't know, but I mean, there'll be a lot of people there. There always are.
21: Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, we'll see how the guys do. Proud of them so far because they're only one in the win column, they're only one buying Tennessee. Well, and
1: they're, <laughs> and, they're, and they're tied with Kentucky.
21: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So here All we right. go. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate your call. John will wrap us up today. John, hello.
15: Hey, Steve. Um, I was going to ask you a quick question on um the football and all of the assistants that Florida has. Didn't there used to be a rule that you could only have so many coaches uh for a football team in college? Yes. I mean are all those assists, I mean how do all those, you know, 59 assistants Because they're not work? on field.
1: I th- I think the oh, rule so they is don't Okay. I think the rule is and again, somebody can correct me right they're analysts they're not coaches so you know you can be an analyst you can be you know that i i don't know what all their titles are but i i think i'm right in this you can still only have so many on field coaches but you can have you know analysts coming out your ears
15: okay i got gotcha. you um on um on the uh gator basketball i just i worry if Florida gets ten wins in the conference, like you say, they're just going to look at that those losses, even though they were against good teams at a conference. Is that just they're just going to see that record as seventeen and twelve or whatever it's going to be? Is that going to keep them out? Or no, these, or, or, I don't think don't so. And so. a prime
1: and a prime example of that is West Virginia. They play in the best conference in the country, and in Lenardi's bracketology. They are uh, next or the last four in, right? Wow! They've won two games in the conference.
15: I can't believe they're still in. Yeah, yeah. I, but I was their strength of schedule. Record.
1: Yeah, again, all those factors: strength of schedule. You know, who'd you beat? Where'd you beat them? You know, that sort of thing. They take into account. You know, who they played. So, to answer your question about Florida, I think that would that would not hurt Florida.
15: Yeah, well, that that one team that Florida beat early on that was a lower comp or they lost to them. I'm sorry, one of their early losses. That team's like 29 and one. Right. I mean, it,
1: that's not going to hurt it's them.
15: It's incredible.
1: Not going to uh, hurt them.
15: No, exactly. All right, Steve. Thank you, sir. Okay,
1: John. Thank you. Mike says his Orioles will make the playoffs this year. They have the best catcher in baseball. Yeah, the best farm system. Yeah, Orioles on the way up for the next few years. They had a nice year last year. Surprised. I think they take a step back this year. But I like the Oriole franchise, so I'd be happy to be wrong. But I I, don't, I think last year was a little fluky. You know, the Red Sox were down, too, and they're not going to be great either. So we'll see. But they are at least trying to take what was a really proud franchise that turned bad into something better. That's our show for today. Our thanks to Lee Steinberg. Uh, Agent Extraordinaire, for being with us. Thanks to Jose. Jose, now speaking of the baseball analogy, Jose was in the pinch hitter role today. Okay, so uh, my, my choice for pinch hitter and all that is Jose. He did that today. We'll see you Monday. We'll talk about all this that happened this weekend. Enjoy the weekend. I'm Steve Russell, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.